Always, always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kaltbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here's your host, Gary Kaltbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kaltbaum, your host, and thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It's Friday. It's March 1st. And you know... I'm not one of these guys that care about whether it's Friday or Monday. You know, I'll come into the work. I'm in the building, and I go up in the elevator, say hello to people, and they'll be like, eh, it's Monday. I'm like, so what? Every day's a good day. But I must tell you, this is a good weekend because I get to be home, hang with my dogs. I've been on the road a lot recently. Uh, I'm a happy guy. Next week, Bay Hill will be in Orlando, the golf tournament. I'll go to that. Hey, I hope you're all doing well. You know, uh, this is a show about everything that affects you. You know, this is a show about the markets and your money and all the things that affect it. We delve deep into the things we think should be delved deep into. Yeah, delve deep. And we cover it all. And the things we do cover, we really do believe are meaningful. We really do believe they move the needle. We used to be able to talk just markets and price. But man, it seems like every day there's something new. So we cover it. So, but first, let's get going. If you do not get the show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live at Archive Live, 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com, you can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at Gary Kalpam. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary, articles we post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes. And the email service is uh, right there, convictionleaders.com. Press it, the button, and... Uh, one month free. You know where I'm starting? Uh, as I told you, every morning I read the USA Today newspaper, which I may be getting rid of. Newsweek and Time magazines used to be magazines, and then they turned into pamphlets because of size. Uh, USA Today is so small now that some of their sections are just four, four pages. One, two, three, and four. And of those four pages, just a bunch of advertisements, so I may be dumping them. But we read the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal. Uh, we read things from uh, Bloomberg, Drudge Report. Uh, everything that matters. Financial Times. Just want to stay on top of things. And uh, the New York Times, as you know, we, got, we have a problem with them. Um, they have some psychopathic uh, editorial people, op-eds. But that's okay because a lot of their journalists are just marvelous, fantastic, marvelous. So we can get over that. And actually, I don't mind reading psychopaths on the left. I'd like to see where they're coming from. But I was really surprised. And I wanted to start with this today because it really does matter as we move forward. An open letter to Amazon Chief Executive Jeff Bezos. Dear Mr. Bezos. New Yorkers do not want to give up on the 25,000 permanent jobs, 11,000 union construction and maintenance jobs, and 28 billion in new tax revenues that Amazon was prepared to bring to our state. 
A clear majority, majority of New Yorkers support this project and were disappointed by your decision not to proceed. We understand that becoming home to the world's industry leader in e-commerce, logistics, and web services would be a tremendous boost for our state technology industry, which is our fastest-growing generator of jobs. As representatives of a wide range of government, business, labor, and community interests, we urge you to reconsider so that we can move forward together. We know the public debate that followed the announcement of the Long Island City project was rough and not very welcoming. Opinions are strong in New York, sometimes strident. We consider it part of New York charm. But when we commit to a project as important as this, we, as this, we figure out how to get it done in a way that works for everyone. Uh, Governor Cuomo will take personal responsibility for the project state's approval. State approval and Mayor de Blasio will work together with the governor to manage the community development process, including workforce development, public education, infrastructure investments that are necessary to ensure that the Amazon campus will be a tremendous benefit to residents and small businesses around the communities. New York attracts the best, most diverse talent from across the globe. We are a dynamic new center of con- country's most exclusive tech economy. We all hope you can reconsider and join us in building an exciting future of New York. Now, I'm not sure where they did this op-ed or this, the whole page, uh, but I found the New York Times, and interesting enough, it was a who's who of people around New York, including like crooks like uh, Greg Meeks, the Honorable Greg Meeks. He's a congressman. He's a crook. I'd say it to his face. Created fake charities. But other uh, congresswoman Carolyn Maloney. And then you have a bunch of CEOs of companies that are in New York City. Uh, Chairman and CEO of Morgan Stanley happens to be there. Uh, but you, I, I, it's just a who's who. Uh, Honorable David Dinkins, former mayor of City of New York. Uh, Michael Corbett, chief executive officer of Citigroup. Uh, the Long Island Association CEO. I can go on and on and on, but I can stop right there. But I, I bring this up because this loudest voice in the Democratic Party is this moron that caused Amazon to move. This imbecilic, doofus moron, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. I want you to think about this. I can only tell you what I would do. If I won a congressional seat and I was a freshman, I would walk in and I would sit down and I would watch, and I would learn. Instead of this egomaniac, moronic, imbecilic, socialistic, communistic doofus starts yelling and screaming about Amazon, and Amazon takes the middle finger and shoots it back. And the amazing part about this is this woman has taken a victory lap. Not only has she taken a victory lap, but she's in there now, and I'm not making this up. They had a meeting last night because there was some vote on gun rights and stuff like that. By the way, on things I believe that should be done. I think we should have more background checks and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's pretty logical to me. But anyway, she was pissed off that other congressional people that have been there for 10 years voted away from her. And she started threatening them that if they don't vote the right way, she was going to come after them with her constituents and her Twitter followers. So I'm just letting you know, you Democrats, you have a psychopath in your midst, an egomaniac political psychopath in your midst that think her crap don't stink, that chased Amazon away. And just so you know, just so you know. All this talk about, oh, there was subsidies, it was all based on performance. In other words, it was tax abatements and tax credits based on performance. In other words, unless they made the money, they weren't getting the tax credits. Yet this moron, imbecilic doofus is now say, was saying that, oh, we now have $3 billion to spend. No, you don't. Yet she's walking around she, like she knows what the hell she's doing. And the amazing part, it seems... Pelosi's afraid of her because normally Pelosi would step on her head. I got news for you, Dems. You're going to lose the house in two years because of one person, not to mention the anti-Semitic idiots that are also been elected. 
So I just had to bring this up. I, I was surprised that this big advertise it's a full-page ad. It costs a bunch of bucks, a who's who. But in there, you know what they should have said? Hey, Cortez, shut the hell up. Up next on The Edge. Why am I bringing this up? And then full market wrap. And what I said yesterday. And much more. I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Edge. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Caldbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And once again to Investor's Edge. Let me tell you why I bring this up. And you may disagree with me. She's the head of the Democratic Party now. She's the loudest voice in the Democratic Party. And she's threatening other Democrats that they, she, she will get them primaried unless they vote her way. And she's a socialist slash communist that does not have the slightest idea how, how an economy works, what drives it came up with these cockamamie nutjob ideas that we should move away from air travel. And by the way, remember what I tell you about socialists and communists? They're hypocrites. She was out to dinner. Her little boyfriend's eating hamburgers in front of her. This is a woman that's yelling and screaming, you can't eat meat. And I know that's a little simpleton-ish and stuff, but I'm making the big point. Bernie Sanders is flying freaking private jets while complaining about global warming and the rich and the powerful. He's flying private jets. Yet people believe in this guy. They're insane. Which has me segue to the other insane person in Donald Trump. You know, I got to tell you, I, you know I compliment him when he does right. I compliment him when he does good. And there are a bunch of things he's done right and good. And I'm quite pleased with. But man, oh freaking man. I don't know if you read about this Otto Warmbier, who, by the way, Trump got him out of North Korea. But the guy was dead on arrival. They killed the guy. And yet he was asked this question. He, oh, I believe, believe Kim Jong-un. He told me that he didn't know about it. He had nothing. What? Huh? Say What? I really wish this president would think first before opening his yapper on many things. I don't know if you've seen the video of the North Koreans walking this auto warm around. He was he was dead. They were holding him up and he, he had looked like he had no brain function. They tortured him. And you know, I know people in the administration, I have never been to Mar-a-Lago, I have not been to the White House, I don't curry favor, I've tried to tell them, can you guys... I get blank stares. I still hate the socialists, by the way. All right, so I just want to start with that. And, and again, I, I talk about this Amazon thing because it really does matter where we're going in the future. The Dow will be 10,000. If Bernie Sanders wins the presidency and these socialists get the Senate and the House. If they were ever able to put in any of their policies, they will destroy the economy. They will destroy all incentive. Murder the markets. All in the name of controlling your arse. 
and I t- constantly say when I'm on the tube, these people have never even run a freaking lemonade stand. Yet they're telling us they know how to handle the economy? And you know this story about healthcare for all? It is a gargantuan lie. Why do you need to change the whole healthcare system when 91% of the people already have insurance? Just take care of the other 9% if you want to. The reason is is because they are authoritarian dictators. And they can't ply their authoritarian trade unless they have it all. That is the story. And you people out there on the left that believe in these people, you better start thinking. Just think. Don't believe a word I'm saying, but just think. Why would they have to bother with the 91% of us that have our own private or employee health care? It's because they are authoritarian dictators. And they keep telling us, oh, we don't want to be like Venezuela, but every one of their policies take you towards Venezuela. And they try to tell you that they're not nice people. They're nasty. They're not going to do anything for you. They're going to do for the... Bernie Sanders is flying private jets. That should mean something to you when he's out there railing against anybody else who flies private jets. So just think about it. Because I am going to be so loud with my voice over the next couple of years because these people are the worst of the worst. And by the way, if I had no cred, I could not be talking, but I've been ripping the Republicans to shred also here. I've been shredding them on their raising of government spending and all the other BS that they're doing. That's all I have to say. Now, we segue. Yesterday I did a little dance with you on, you know, areas that, you know, have to watch. And basically what we said was there were a few areas that were kind of sort of rolling over and we have to watch if other areas start joining in. If other areas don't, no biggie, it's just some rotation and we just avoid those areas. Well, here's the good news. We, we walked in today to a 250-point gap to the upside. Now, I will say this. We reversed, but then we rallied a little bit towards the end. I pretty much have good stuff to say on the markets today, on most. So up next, little by little, piece by piece, we will take apart the market. Hope you are listening. I thank you for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one and only Investor's Edge. America is talking. Investor's Edge. You gotta be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Caldwell. Comes highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. And by the way, you know how I always talk that I'm under the radar. I will not be so under the radar. As I move forward on all this, somebody's got to take a stand on the debt and the deficits and socialism slash. And by the way, I, I don't say this lightly and or sarcastically. Socialism slash communism. Not so sure there's that much of a difference. Some of the rhetoric out of the left is communism. Go look it up. Go look it up. The market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbeck, one of the great market timers. There's no gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. Well, we were up like 250 early, then we were flat. 
market looked like it may have uh, was looking to do some sort of, of reversal. Uh, at noon, we turned back up from 25,914. We're actually down a little bit. Finished up 110 in the Dow today. Chevron. By the way, oil prices were down strong today, but Chevron and Exxon were up. But Chevron was up two and a half. Broke above a little resistance. Uh, United Health bounced almost up four today after getting trashed the last couple of days. Uh, dollar gainers were Apple, American Express, Disney, Goldman Sachs, IBM, Johnson & Johnson, McDonald's, Nike, Visa. Uh, Walgreens was down four and a half bucks today. And I didn't see any news. That didn't help the Dow. Uh, S&P up 19, NASDAQ up 62, NASDAQ 100 up 54. I'll explain in a second. Uh, and they too, NASDAQ hit 75.92 on the open, hit 75.40 to be only up seven, and then turned back up and finished up where it was. Uh, the uh, transports are actually down today. Advanced declines, good. Oil lower, but oil stocks were up. That's interesting. I'll look that over. But more good action from earnings land. So here are a few new names that gapped up today. BioRad Labs, BIO. Live Nation Entertainment, LYV. Strategic Education, STRA. Even gapped up had strong moves, by the way. Stericycle, SRCL. Recent IPO, Fetch. FTCH, though, I believe it hit 31, closed at 29. Uh, VMware, VMW. Though, was up about 11, finished up 6. Uh, Densply, XRAY. Though, earnings stunk. Earnings down 29, revenues down 3. Again, beats the hell out of me on that. Zscaler, symbol ZS. Earnings up very strong. Really good gap on that one. Semiconductors, up 12. Had a recent pullback, bouncing back up. You know what we think on the semiconductors. We don't have to tell you again how important they are to the market. Biotech had a good day. Regeneron, R-E-G-N, that's a new yearly high. Just for example. Uh, Biogen, that's been very weak, B-I-I-B. Setting up in a big base. Reports third week in April. They got hit hard a few weeks ago on some drug news or something like that. So good tone in the biotechs today. And then you had good tone in growth. Uh, ServiceNow, up four. iRobot, up four. Chipotle, up four, for example. And then some of these uh, software names. Zendesk, Z-E-N. HubSpot, H-U-B-S, Adobe. Atlassian, symbol Team, T-E-A-M. Intuit, I-N-T-U. Wayfair, symbol W. Again, they lose a ton of money, but great, great reaction to the earnings. So good stuff. Weakness today, gold. Gold actually broke below the 50-day moving average today on very big volume. Uh, maybe the dollar is bottoming. All I can tell you is the gold ETF got hit hard today on very big volume, and the gold stocks, the GDX, broke above, below uh, some support level. Uh, the housing was again weak. We, we mentioned housing and housing-related yesterday of things that we thought were starting to roll over. 
uh, some transport names having some issues also. Oils, here's the interesting part there. Oil prices got hit hard today, but oils held. So I'm going to watch that closely. But overall, the Dow is holding the 10-day moving average, not even going down to the 21 or the 50 right now. The same for the S&P. The NASDAQ, same. The NASDAQ 100, same. Russell 2000, same. So the first short-term support levels is the 10-day. And if you want to know what that just simply means, they're very short-term levels. That indicates strength. Now next week, just to let you know, uh, Salesforce.com, Sienna, Target, Kohl's, Ross Stores, Urban Outfitters, Burlington Stores, Dollar Tree, BJ's Wholesale, Abercrombie & Fitch, Costco, Okta, that's, one of, that's a software name. So you can see a bunch of retail and discount retail next week. going to be interesting to see reactions on all those. Give you a little heads up on that. Other news, Gap Stores was up strong today. They are breaking apart the company. They are breaking up Old Navy and the rest. I believe Old Navy is the real strength in the whole company, and they're just going to uh, split it. Uh, Old Navy's outperformed the Gap as well as Banana Republic, and I believe they're shutting uh, 41 Gap Stores. Man, oh man, there's so many retail stores still getting shut. I do not know who's going to pick up these stores. In a lot of malls, they've got gyms and spas now and schools. Uh, PG&E, you know the story there, right? That is the utility company in California. Stock's gone from 49, hit a low of like 7, 6. It's back up to 18. No way I would even think about buying it. Anyway, um, they take a $10 billion charge, um, and they are basically saying that their company probably sparked the campfires or campfire. Wouldn't want to be them right now. You do remember that those fires. Man, oh man, oh man. I think sometimes the news cycle goes so quickly, but people would die and uh, people were devastated. Up next. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only investors ever. You're listening to... What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investors with Gary Kaufman. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, it is being reported that there is now a big, big effort uh, to get Amazon back in Long Island City. It turns out that the governor of New York, Cuomo, has already met with Jeff Bezos, and a bunch of businesses have met with Bezos and other Amazon head honchos, top dogs, big cheeses. So I will make the prediction, that's just the prediction, that Bezos and Amazon will come back to Long Island City. It's too good of a place for them not to go to. That's my take. That's my little stupid prediction. I want to note a few other things I noticed today. Amazon, the stock, uh, go take a look, and it looks like it's curling up. 
you can see that it's been very weak. And I want you to notice a little technical talk here. For one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks, it has held the 50-day moving average, and it looks like it's now curling up. And by the way, this includes the 11.5 million sh share day on earnings day where the stock had a bad reaction. I also want to mention Google. That Just so you know. So two mega cap tech names look like they're curling up and can go a little topside here. And of course, that helped the NASDAQ 100 today, but I'm not done. Apple. Apple had a very good reaction about four weeks ago on earnings. That was crappy. On guidance, that was crappy. But the market had put in that bottom. And after it had the nice little gap up, by the way, on the 61.1 million shares, that was January 30th, moved up for four days and has done nothing ever since, but has not done anything wrong either. A move above 176 approximately, Apple will, Apple will join what we call the coming up of the right side. And if you get Apple and Google and Amazon doing it, that's going to be a big help, the NASDAQ 100. And considering that the semis, and by the way, I'm just saying this is maybe tradable. I don't know about investable because let me be clear, Amazon's numbers, not very good as far as guidance. Apple's numbers, in my eyes, not very good. Google's numbers, I thought, were pretty decent. Uh, the other names in that Facebook, gapped up, has done nothing. And it's still not showing anything. It has done nothing but drift lower. Uh, Netflix, um, not doing much here. And again, earnings down 27%, guidance not so great, and the amount of money they got to spend going forward. Psh. Uh, and I forgot to mention Tesla was down 25 bucks today. Remember... Elon Musk had some big announcement. He announced the uh, three yesterday, but they also announced some other financial stuff about not being profitable this quarter. This guy, let me, let me just tell you, if anybody needs to smoke some weed, it's Elon Musk because he's so inconsistent. It, it, if I was on that board, I'd sit him down and say, shut the hell up or we're all quitting, which means shut the hell up. You know, most CEOs do not yap. And if they do, they're at least consistent on their message. Anyway, so Tesla's not helping the cause. And a break below, uh, we'll call it uh, 288 and then 270 be real negative for that stock. And by the way, which I think the only reason why it's not a lot lower, uh, the short position in it is um, eh, 25 million shares of the 132 million in the float. So I just wanted to bring those names up because I haven't talked about them a lot in that they just really haven't been doing much. I also want to mention... On earnings, uh, Workday had gapped up, finished down 9 today on big volume. Uh, Splunk gapped up, finished down today on very big volume. Autodesk gapped up, finished down today on very heavy volume. So there's a, a few of these software names that had the poor reaction today. And I have to mention Square because that one gapped down yesterday and finished up, but they hit it pretty good today on volume. So that's probably got some work to do. So there were a few things uh, that did not do the trick. And you must understand that, that all we are doing for you right now on mentioning this is measuring what the big money's doing. Time and price. And whether they're tracing out bullish patterns or bearish patterns. And leave no doubt, when you gap up six and finish down seven, not good. And you just got to understand the physicality of that. The ability to not be able to stay up on a gap on supposed good earnings is not good news. That said, in this environment, it's gotten a little bit on the forgiving side. 
I've seen a couple of those happen, and then stocks went on their merry way to the upside. We'll have a big report for the email service if you want to join this weekend, one month free. Sitting right there at GaryK.com. Just press the button. You all have a great weekend. You all drive carefully. When you get home, do like we do. Quite a simple procedure. Make sure you hug your children. Good night, all. This clean edit of Investor's Ed created by Stu Lander. Follow me at Twitter.com slash S-T-O-O-L-A-N-D-E-R.